Paul and the Spleen, Chapter 1 I'm a kleptosex maniac. You should know that before we begin. You should also know where I am right now. It's a jail cell outside of Mexico City. It's dark and musty, and I don't have any blankets, because Big Bubba, my roommate, said it was either the blanket or my ass, and I don't think he was kidding. You should probably understand that I'm going to be in here for a long time, so if you don't like long, boring talks, long contemplations on where I went wrong, maybe this isn't the place for you. If you don't like days without end, days when the light outside just turns to gray and the blur between one eye and the next, if you don't like two long nights when the only company you've got is Big Bubba's raspy breath and half-talk in his sleep, then you might want to close the book right now. Because this isn't a pretty place, and this isn't a pretty story. Who I am, well, that isn't really important anymore. The better question is who I used to be. Picture a run-down, shitty house on the side of a mountain. Picture three sisters too many and a mother always out on a lunch date with her best friend, Jack. Picture dirty laundry next to the half-open fridge and spilt milk all the time. Picture a table littered with fake flowers that look as if they just want to die, next to piles of bills from places that begin with an X and end with one too. Take a look around at the shitty impressionist rip-offs, the Bible half-torn and strewn across the room, the pages mixed in with the kitty litter. Gaze ever so lightly, just barely, over to the desk by the always-open front door. Take a good look at the pictures in the frames. Count one, two, three, a full ten body shots of one John Lennon, Mom's favorite Beatle. If you listen carefully, you can hear Lucy in the sky with diamonds playing from upstairs, and if you were to make the trek, you'd see baby sister one bleeding from the left nostril. If you take your immediate right and look out the window, you'll see high rolling mountains with department stores crammed in, 7-Elevens on every side imaginable. You'll see 20-something college kids smoking cigs and trying to act cool, and if you look real careful, you can see the stain on their shirts from last week. If you turn to your left again and walk straight one, two, three steps before taking your immediate right, what you'll see is a bathroom with no toilet paper on the roll and an unflushed toilet with the seat up. You'll see dirty towels strewn across the floor and toothbrushes next to iodine. If you look close, maybe after taking another step in, you'll be able to see into the bathtub. What you'll see is a sleeping employee at the leading chain of department stores in Roanoke Valley, Happy Mart. His auburn, disheveled haircut that could use a trim, his five o'clock shadow. He's wearing blue boxers with red polka dots, long black socks. His leg is resting over the side of the tub and his Happy Mart t-shirt and a name tag reads, Paul. This sleeping Happy Mart employee, the sorry excuse for a human being that could use a haircut and clipped nails, this is who I was not too long ago. This was me. Sitting in a jail cell on those forever nights and infinite days gives you a lot of time to think about things. Contrary to popular belief, there's not much to do sitting in a jail cell. Not with Big Bubba watching your every move, breathing in sharply every time your leg muscles flex. In here, taking a piss is always a risk. A urinary tract infection? Sometimes that sounds better than whipping it out with Big Bubba around. Lying awake at night, the steady rhythm of Bubba's in-and-out breath gives you a lot of time to think about what-ifs. Gives you a lot of time to go over your life, to relive all filthy, wasted 21 years of it. Gives you a lot of time to wallow, get depressed, throw up, and then accept it. This little cycle of wallowing, throwing up, and acceptance, I call it the triangle formula. It's something you do when you're in jail. 
make up little cute formulas and tricks. It's a hobby. Better than thinking about said roommate. Better than thinking about how you got here. But then I think to myself that all this, this metal mattress, those roaches in the corner, the reason why your attracts affection sounds like it should be on a Hallmark card, it all has something to do with a little bird called the spleen, and a girl that maybe sort of, kind of, might be my girlfriend, named Bonnie. That's French for, there's something wrong here. That's something wrong? Yeah, that's me. Get used to it.